Peace and blessings, peace and blessings. Salute to everybody out there. Welcome to the plug room where you plug your business, plug your brand. Uh, all about community development, which is building people and linking people with people. I'm honored today to have sincere, the love God in the building. Sincere love to God, my bad. And uh, DJ RP Beat, salute to y'all. Salute, salute. Thanks for having us. Peace, family. What's going on? Peace, peace. Peace, man. I'm glad to have y'all in the building, man. I wish they could have us all. There we go. There we go. Mm -hmm. We all get a little screen time. But uh, I appreciate y'all for tapping in, man. I, I'm glad that you all came out. Uh, I wanted to get into it with you all. Uh, what I'm going to do is I'll start with you, Sincere. Uh, and I want to know when music became a part of your life. Uh, day, day zero. Day zero. You know what I mean? I was I was born with the music. Like I always like to say, you know, uh, I was born when hip hop was born. You know what I'm saying? And by that, I mean, I mean, when hip hop actually launched into the mainstream, you know what I'm saying? So when Rapper's Delight, when Rapper's Delight hit the airwaves, that was my entry into the world. You know what I mean? And so there's not a time that I cannot remember being in love with this thing. You know what I'm saying? So it's been, it been since day one. It's just a part of my DNA. For sure, for sure. DJ RP, when did music become a part of your life? Um, early age, early age. My grandmother was a gospel singer. My mother was a gospel singer. So basically, you know, just listening to them sing and listening to the soul records that they played in the house is what piqued my, sparked my interest and um, basically got into uh, collecting vinyl and um, really started to see the culture develop from there. You know, once Run DMC and you know, we saw Sugar Hill Gang take on the scene. That's when I really grabbed grabbed the hold of hip hop. You know, for sure, for sure. So sincere. Um, who were some of your musical influences? Uh, what type of music did you have in your household when you first got into music, and why did you choose to listen to them? Uh, so yeah, same same thing, man. I, I grew up, you know, in a, in a soulful household. You know what I mean? My, my parents played all the old records, all the Motown stuff, you know, all the soulful classics, you know, James Brown, you know, I was a big Michael Jackson fan as a kid. Um, Dougie Fresh, Slick Rick, early on, you know, I, I first remember, I remember first uh, memorizing the words to rap lyrics, um, listening to uh, the show and Lottie Dottie and records like that early on, uh, groups like UTFO, you know what I'm saying? And then uh, you had people in my neighborhood, you know what I'm saying, who were considered like family members. They were close to the family. They were considered like family members, but they did music as well. They would have, you had the B-Boys on my block, you know what I'm saying? My uncle was a guitar player and a singer, songwriter. Mm -hmm. And uh, I just had all that stuff around me, you know what I'm saying, at, at a young age. So me and my cousins, we caught on at a very young age and we, you know, started having our own little dance routines, rap routines and stuff like that. You know what I mean? So that's just, you know, that's how we grew up, man. We grew up in this culture, and we was influenced by all of the greats. All exactly. of the greats. You know what I'm saying? From from each era. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Each era brought in a new set of uh, greats and heroes and champions that we wanted to be like. You know what I'm saying? And we wanted to be able to uh, live up to the legacy that they left for us. Indeed. What about you, DJ RP? Uh, who were some of your musical influences? Oh, man. Um, 
James Brown was was one of my one of my biggest influences um, in terms of his showmanship, in terms of his production style, um, the way you know the way he produced um, albums. You know, I studied a lot of his records, and um, you know he he was a huge influence on me in terms of wanting to make soul music and that feeling that I got from when I heard like the big payback and you know all of those records. So. I would say James Brown is, is definitely number one for me. Yeah, and I, I just want to add to that, you know what I'm saying? Like, in the early hip-hop, I remember, uh, you know, all the older, older heads in my neighborhood used to always tell us, like, you know, this record came from this, right? You know you know they got it, they got it from here, you know they got it from here. Mm-hmm. And at the time, you know what I'm saying, we just thought, you know, old heads being old heads, we're like, whatever, man, y'all just hate me. You know what I'm saying? But <laughs> as, as hip-hop, as we grew with hip hop, you know what I'm saying, we got deeper into it. Right. And we started to read read those credits and look on the liner notes. We used to see, okay, so they sampled this record, and that's what really took me back on a, a whole nother musical journey to get um, more in tune with the people that my heroes were actually influenced by. Right. You know what I'm saying? So, right. so my my you know my musical uh uh roller decks goes all the way back to, you know, our grandparents' days and all that because I eventually yep. went back and did my homework and did the research to see how we got to where we are. Yep. All of those. Indeed. All of those. Yeah. Great. Indeed. So, uh, Sincere, how did you get your name? What is there any special meaning behind it? Uh, where did Sincere Love to God come from? Yeah, so, um, you know, I, I was heavily influenced and actually a part of the Nation of Gods and Earth, 5% Nation of Gods and Earth. You know, from a from an early age, I got knowledge of self, and you know, started studying 120 lessons, supreme mathematics, and all of that. And um, <laughs> my first attribute, actually, my first attribute was um, born because that was from one of my uncles. His name was Born Infinity. And so, you know, when I started to study the lessons, it always reminded me of my uncle because he was the first one that brought me around that language in the first place. You know what I'm saying? And so by this time, he, he was incarcerated, you know what I'm saying? He was doing a long bed. And so in honor of him, I took on that name. But as I started to grow and increase in knowledge and get a better understanding of who I was and who I wanted to be, you know what I'm saying? I took on the name Sincere Love. But a lot of people, my rap name was already Love, you know what I'm saying? My rap name was Dan Lover already, you know what I'm saying? So it was like on some street rap shit, my name was Dan Lover. And then so when mm-hmm. I took on my righteous attribute, I wanted to keep the name that people was already familiar with and love is the 12th degree in the supreme alphabet you know what i'm saying the 12th degree in the supreme alphabet is love hell all right you know what i'm saying so i was able to keep the name that people knew me for and i threw the sincere in the front because that was something that i was uh striving to live up to just being a genuine person being a hundred you know what i'm saying that's something i wanted to be known for that was the attribute that i wanted to live up to and also i was heavily influenced by brand new beings and uh their dj's name was sincere you know what i mean so yeah yeah, that's a that whole again? story behind, just behind that's the name. Your name is everything. <laughs> Absolutely. Facts. Facts. Indeed. DJ RP, what about yourself, man? Just, um, my, well, my name my name was kind of simple because the R and the P is my first and last initial. But the beat, you know, some people call me RP all the time in the neighborhood. So, you know, you know, DJing. And then I started hearing people say, yo, that's beats over there. That's beats. Because I used to carry... I used to take my NPC drum machine out and I used to, uh, we used to have a record store in my area 
and we used to have cipher ciphers in there. So I used to run beats off for hours, and different MCs would come in and just spit over my beats, and you know, so people started calling me, "Yo, Beats, what's up, Beats?" So I kind of connected that, and that was a whole RP Beats came to life. For sure. So sincere. Um, as far as hip hop, hip hop being your lane, uh, the conscious lane that you're in, or you seem to be in, what made you choose that as what you? Go, that's the direction you were going to go in life. Did it choose you? Let us let the people know a little bit about the evolution of how you got to the path that you're on. Yeah, definitely, definitely, it's, it's definitely an evolution and a path because. Uh, the content wasn't wasn't always what it is. You know, I was always striving to be a great MC. Like I said, I wanted to uh, be good enough to impress those who I've seen as being great. The Kooji Raps, the Rock Kings, the Big Daddy Kane, the, the, the Nas's, the Jay-Z, you know, the Tupac. I wanted to be good enough to where, you know, if I got in the room with them, my lyrics would be respected. You know what I'm saying? But the content wasn't always... Uh, you know, righteous and uplifting and edifying for the soul and all that. Peace to the God. Not, not Peace. Going on, family. Peace, you know family. So I went, I went through all the different stages. You know what I'm saying? I went through the gangster stage. I went through the turn up, bling bling stage and all that. You know what I'm saying? But um, I found comfort in in the land that I'm in now because that's who I became as a person, not just as an artist or as an MC, just as a person. Just you know, continuing to study. And getting into the, the lessons from the master teachers and, you know, going through the things I went through in life, being incarcerated and, you know, coming across uh, all of these different books and authors and things like that. It just opened my mind up, you know what I'm saying? And then that was always a part of the music as well from the era that I come from with the brand new beings, Paul Righteous Teachers, X-Clan, and then later on with the Dead Prez and, and people like that. Those were always some of my favorite MCs, some of my favorite groups, which let me know that it was okay to include the knowledge and the information into the music. And so it just came about naturally, organically, you know, as I kept writing, you know, because I was always writing, I'm always writing from what's really going on inside of me and how I see the world. You know what I'm saying? So the music came along with my natural evolution. And who knows where it's going to go next. <laughs> for sure, for sure. DJ RP, same question. Yes, sir. What yes, put sir. you on this lane? What put you on this path in life? Well, you know, I was I was thrusted in it, you know, from the church. My my mother was an evangelist. My grandmother was an evangelist. So, you know, in the 90s, like around the 90s, I started branching out and I started building with the brothers from the Ansar Law community, um, Dr. York and those brothers. So I would study the lessons and um, I took my Shahada and I became a part of the Ansar community. And, you know, basically at that time, like since it said, you know, having that knowledge itself and being exposed to, you know, conscious rap. You know, we had like the Intelligent Ilum Tragedy. We had Brand Nubian. We had X-Clan, Poor Righteous Teachers. So that was, that just coincided with the knowledge of self that we were studying at that time. So I just applied that to my life. And, you know, everything from there, I wanted to shed light on it. So musically, you know, conceptually, that's that was my role. That was always my role from the beginning. For sure, for sure. So, um, when did you first, uh, sincere, first experience the music industry on a professional level? Um, 
know. I don't know if I. I don't, I don't know if I have. I don't know if I, you know. It depends on what you would consider at a professional level. Like I've never been signed to a, a company or anything like that, but I have. Um, I would say my first experience. Okay, okay. Let me answer that question this way. My first experience would be when I opened up for Mob Deep. I opened up a show for Mob Deep when they first came out with Shook Ones, and. Um, you know, that was my first time on a big stage with known with with known artists and all of that, all of that type of stuff, or whatever the case may be. And I've had other experiences similar to that along the way. And I've been in big studios, well-known studios, and different things like that. But I've never been signed to a label or had any type of endorsement deals with any company or anything like that. I just everything that I've done has been independent. Sure. What about you, DJ RP? Wow. Um... I would say I was like 16 years old. Um, I had a production deal. I had a group. And uh, we had a demo deal with Electra. Um, and then that fell apart. And then I had another group that um, I was producing. Uh, we had a demo deal with Universal. And that fell apart. And I kind of ventured over into production. And I did some work with Wyclef and um, Fuji's production camp i did some work with them and then from there i just went along and just like since they said i just decided to go independent because i didn't like the contractual agreements that were presented to me and i didn't like you know the ins and outs and the business of the industry is what um i didn't agree with no doubt we know the industry is uh especially the music industry outside of the world we know the music industry is uh you know, I don't, for better, a lack of better words, it's fucked up. You know what I mean? It's, exactly. It, it, exactly. It's bad right now. You know what I mean? But uh, mm -hmm. how did how did the uh, chemistry between DJ RP and Sincere Love to God evolve? Where did that connection begin? And then uh, where did it start? And where did it grow to? I'd like to hear from uh, both of you on, on how that began. Okay, well, I, I started off, I started off, um, I met RP. We both from we both from New York, and uh, he was living in my city, Middletown, New York. And I was actually on my way moving to ATL when we first met. I was um, I was cool with his daughter's mother. Me and her, me and her became friends, and we had a little event that we was doing at, at the barbershop I had in New York. Uh, every Tuesday we would do a thing called Affirmation Tuesday, and so she had all of these song affirmations that she wrote to RP's beat. And so she would come to the barbershop. We would get kids from the neighborhood to come, and she would set up her equipment, and we would sit around and sing these songs every Tuesday. And she kept telling me, "Yo, you got to meet my daughter's father, man. Yo, y'all gonna, y'all gonna, y'all gonna do some good things together, man. You got to meet my daughter's father. He a dope producer. He the, he the one that did all my stuff. Blah blah blah. And then by the time we actually met, I was already on my way moving to Atlanta, and I wasn't really thinking about doing no music or nothing like that." You know what I'm saying? I was just trying to get my life together. You know what I'm saying? I was starting all over again. You know what I mean? I closed down my business in New York and was starting fresh from scratch in Georgia. So music was like not in the forefront of my mind. But RP just kept sending me beats. He never stopped sending me beats. And then eventually, you know, I got around to writing to a couple of them joints. And we did the first Master Elements project and the rest is history. You can fill in, you can fill in the blanks, RP. Yeah, well, basically... Um you know, sincere, you know, being in the area, like he said, and, um, my daughter's mother told me about him. But um, I had heard about him from other other artists in the area. Um, I got a hand on um, a couple of his mixtapes that he had. 
and everybody was like, "You should work with him. You guys will sound great together." So I heard some of the some of the mixtape work he had done. I loved it, and um, when we finally met, like he said, I was you know I had an idea for a project, and I you know I want to create the Master Elements brand, and I want to bring some positive you know voices back to the to the table, hip hop wise, and over my production. So I kept sending him tracks, and um, you know over time. And then we started to lock in. He came, he came back to town. I think this was around Thanksgiving, um, some years later. And then we locked in. We went into the studio organically, and we knocked out some records for the album for the first project. And the rest was history. Yep, that's dope. That's dope. So uh, we know you have this project out, uh, the Spear and Shield. Um, I want you to uh, sincere. Uh, let the world know how how the title came about, how the project came about, the uh, artwork, uh, just from the surface physical level that people can see how that came about without getting into the content and the music. Okay. All right, well, first of all, I want to uh, thank everybody who's been supporting the project so far, man. Um, yeah. the, the response has been overwhelming. Any other any project that I've I've done thus far, this has received the most praise, the most critically acclaimed, and you know I'm just loving nice. this moment. I'm just loving this moment right now. You know what I'm saying? And so it came together again. As soon as we wrapped up the the first project, the self titled Master Elements project, we decided that we were we were we were going to become a duo. You know what I'm saying? A DJ MC duo, and we were going to use Master Elements as the name of the group, and we wanted to bring the DJ back to the forefront of hip-hop because in the beginning right. it was really all about the dj you know what i'm saying and the mc was like the sidekick to the dj right. somewhere along the line you know the dj the dj became the face of everything i mean the mc became the face of everything and the dj kind of got pushed to the side so we wanted to bring the dj back to the forefront and so as soon as we wrapped up that first project we decided we was going to do another one just me and him because the first one was more of like a compilation with a bunch of artists on it and so we wanted yeah. to do something because of our chemistry was so on point. You know, we decided to become a group and we wanted the next project to focus on what me and him do. And so he came up with the title, The Spear and the Shield, and he sent me a cover, which it didn't end up being the cover, but he sent me <laughs> a cover, which was similar to our first cover, but it had my wheels turning. You know what I'm saying? The title and the the, um, the image itself. You know what I'm saying? It was an image of some warrior children, I think, like in East Africa somewhere. Yeah, you know East African warriors. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I'm not talking about like child soldiers or nothing like that. I'm talking about traditional, you know, African warriors. You know what I'm saying? With the guards, with the, with the shields and the spears and all yes. that. Yep. So just the name and the visual, you know, it, it started turning my wheels and giving me ideas. And so as the beat started coming in, I already knew where to go with it based off of that skeleton. You know what I'm saying? And so um, the uh, the cover that you ended up seeing, which is the actual cover for the album, um, I designed that myself. So, you know, pop, pop my collar a little bit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> my, my, I, 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 ain't no, um, I ain't no graphic designer or nothing per se. I mean, I might be now, you know what I'm saying? But through, shout out to, um, you know, ABS Tribe, Digital Real Estate, you know, through the um, different things I learned going through that program, what you know all about, you know what I'm saying? I learned how to edit. I learned how to use, you know, different apps like Canva and things like that. You know what I'm saying? And so really when I was making it, 
I wasn't thinking it was going to be the cover. I was just trying to create some content for the gram. And then when I sent it to RP, when I sent it to RP, he was like, yo, that's the cover right there. Because um, the, the the actual image of me and him on the cover, that was done by an illustrator. I forgot the brother's name. What's the brother's name, um, RP? Brother Jabbar. Brother Jabbar. Brother Jabbar, yeah. He's, he drew uh, that for us. Yeah, yeah, he did we, that. Yeah, we were, we were um, and we still are um, working on a comic book to go with the project as a companion. And so he drew that for, to be the cover of the comic book, and I ended up just editing it and changing the background and adding some things to it to design the cover. And, we, you know, RP liked it, and so we ran with it. Yeah, it's perfect. The cover. Perfect. That's dope. That's dope. So on the beat selection, DJ RP, was it a collection of songs you all had already recorded and made, or were these beats specifically chosen for the feel and the title of the project? Did the beats come before the title? Did it was the songs just recorded before y'all just picked them together? How did that come about on your um, time? Um, the the beats. Um, how how I usually work, you know, with me and Cecilia, like a lot of times, you know, I used to be a writer first of all, so. A lot, when I make when I produce tracks, a lot of times I have a concept in mind. So when I when I made the beats for this project, I had a lot of different concepts. Each beat I made when I presented them to Sincere, I was like, "Hey, this is what I'm hearing. This is the concept. This is where I think we should take it." So you know, um, a lot of, for the majority of the tracks, um, him and I would go back and forth and just build on the ideas um, organically from the ground up. And then um, he would go in, he'll do a verse or something, and then come back. And then I might change the beat and, you know, maybe add something else. So I'm always producing from top to bottom. You know, the track never sounds what it, what it sounded like um, from the beginning to when we get to the finished project. You know, um, and it's always polished. Shout out to our engineer, Portier, because he's also, um, he was very instrumental um, in... Um, you know, uh, collaborating with me in the studio so we can get the best possible project um, that we could. So, you know, it's always a conceptual thing behind um, each track and every track it was selected um, for this particular theme. And that's, that's one thing that I also love about working with RP too, because he usually has a clear vision of what he wants, you know what I'm saying? And so he, he, he has a way of titling the beats and, and and that'll tell me exactly what I need to say. You know what I mean? Just by the title that he gave me, or he might just tell me, yo, I got this idea for this beat right here. I'm thinking you should talk about, you know, you should tell a story, or yeah. I feel like you should pay, pay homage to the ancestors, or, you know what I mean? He'll just give me the idea, not just the track. You know right. what I mean? And then, like he said, I might lay a verse on it, send it back to him, and then he'll reproduce it around the verse that I laid. So it's real producing going on. It's not just beat making, yeah. you know what I'm saying? So. I just yeah. love working with him for those reasons. Yeah, because for me, like with sincere, is like, you know, with any artist, like for, I hear I hear his voice as an instrument in the track. So a lot of times when he delivers that that vocal, that first time vocal, I basically hear where different elements need to go arrangement wise. So I rearrange the track sometime, and you know we'll add different flavors and different colors in there. And uh, especially on the track, um, we had, um, there's a couple of tracks we had 
that stood out to me. One track is called Die Time. And um, I added, you know, we added Khalid Muhammad in there. And there were certain parts where we added the minister in there um, around his vocal. Um, so, you know, it, it just worked with the whole theme of the song. It just brought it to life. So sometimes he'll just give me a verse, but I basically can know where it had the whole song needs to go. And I sometimes I just rearrange the whole song around that one verse. Yeah, and also keep in mind, he's in New York, I'm in Atlanta. So we're doing all of this virtually, you know what I'm saying? Over exactly. the phone, over the FaceTime, and emails, things like that. You know what I'm saying? But the chemistry, the chemistry is so tight, you can't really tell. Yeah. Peace, appreciate Queen. You, appreciate you, Shuggy Shugs. Appreciate peace, you. Peace, peace, peace. Thanks for the love. Yeah, salute to Shug holding it down. Uh, that's dope, man, as far as a project experience, Shug. Uh, I've heard one track on there that uh, y'all blessed me with. That's in rotation on Phenom Radio. It'll stay there forever. Shout out to Phenom uh, Radio. You know, yeah, we've been streaming over 10 years, so the stream's never been down, so it's going to stay there as long as we around. But, um, before I get to more questions on the project, uh, Sincere, what are your current or what's your current thoughts or mind frame on the state of the music industry now? And how do you feel one should maneuver? I'm going to ask that to you. And then I want uh, DJ RP to answer the same question. I think um, I think the state of music is in a healthy state, contrary to popular belief. You know what I'm saying? And the reason why I say that is because we have access via these social outlets and these stream outlets to be able to uh, curate our own, customize our own playlist. You know what I'm saying? We don't have to listen to what they play on the radio. We're not subject to only listen to whatever the mainstream is presenting. So with this new technology that's available to us, it has created a balance to where if you want to find good music, it's definitely out there. You know what I'm saying? But it's not going to be presented to you by these mainstream outlets because it doesn't fit their agenda or whatever the case may be. You know, everything is cookie cutter with them. And so that's not really new. It's always been that way. You know what I'm saying? Even when we talk about the golden ages and the glory days of hip hop or R&B or whichever form of music that we love, there's always been a lot of bullshit on the radio. You know what I'm saying? You always had to, you know, uh, go out your way to find the real gems. You know what I'm saying? Right. We, with, your, with few exceptions, you know what I'm saying? You got a few exceptions of people that sneak into the mainstream, like, you know, your Kanye's or your, your J. Cole's and, uh, you know, people like that, you know what I'm saying? But it's always very lopsided, you know what I'm saying? But I think the state of music is in safe hands because there's a lot of young, talented people out there, from producers to MCs to singers and just all around all around the board, you know what I'm saying? And there's, there's, there's a reemergence of the appreciation for lyricism as well. You know what I'm saying? With people, with groups like Griselda out there. You know, we just recently saw the verses with Jada Kiss and how much praise that got. You know what I'm saying? And so there's a new appreciation coming back around for real lyricism and hip hop. And so I think I think uh, it's in a good place, man, overall. How do you think one should maneuver as, a, as an artist coming into the industry? And then I'll go to you, DJ RP. I think, I think it's important as an artist to be true to yourself and to be fearless as an artist and not feel like you need to conform to um, any particular style or any particular, um, you know, cookie cutter image or whatever the case may be. Part of being an artist is being original, it's being, it's coming from within, you know what I'm saying? Right. And so I think 
that's the way that people have to maneuver. And also you have to have uh, an independent mindset. And un even if you're going to sign a deal, it's, it's not it's not it's not a bad thing if you want to get, you know, what I'm saying in bed with one of these labels or whatever the case may be. But you need to go in there thinking like a boss and thinking like an owner. You know what I'm saying? It's important for you to own your creation. Right. You know what I'm saying? And not just allow yourself to be exploited as, as an artist. You know what I'm saying? So the, the way to maneuver is one, to be original and be true to yourself. And for two, to be business minded and boss minded. You know what I'm saying? That's how we got to maneuver through this thing. True. True for sure, for sure. DJRP, what's your current thoughts on the state of the industry, and uh, how should one maneuver? Um, pretty much piggybacking on what Cecilia said. Um, this is a good time uh, for a lot of new artists and and those who have been in for a while, veteran artists. It's a good opportunity to be independent, to rely on self. Um, there's a lot of avenues where you can tap in. And, and generate revenue for yourself and create your own tours, do your own merch, you know, um, shoot your own videos. There's so many lanes. Um, and also like what Kanye West is doing, he's trailblazing for us. He's showing us even what, he, what he's doing with this Donda project. You know, he's doing album releases and he's selling out, you know, um, stadiums type of, you know, venues. And he hasn't even put the album out yet. But he's generating millions of dollars. He's fueling it. So um, I think it's in a very healthy place. I think there's a lot of opportunity uh, for a lot of artists to prosper at this time without, you know, being blocked um, and, and basically retaining your ownership rights. Um, there's really no real roadblocks to that. So um, I think it's, it's, it's a, we're in a healthy space. Uh, those who care, those who love it, um, are willing to work and continue to, you know, work with passion and uh, keep building brands with originality. And um, it'll 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 all work out. You know, I believe it'll all work out. 1,000. So, Sincere love. What makes you unique? I I make me unique. I am what <laughs> makes me unique. You know, there's only, there's only one me. You know what I'm saying? And that's the beautiful thing about being yourself. When I said that, that's the advice that I would give to artists. You know what I'm saying? Stay true to yourself. That's the most beautiful thing that you can do because nobody can do you like you. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? And so as long as you are doing you with passion yeah. and walking walking within your purpose, you have no choice but to be successful. Success is inevitable once you understand those, those principles and live by it. You know what I'm exactly. saying? So yeah, I'm what makes me unique, sincere. It's only one me. That's right. That's right. DJ RP, what makes you unique? I feel the same way. One on one, you know, one of one being true to myself. Um, not really, you know, not listening to the loud noises, just focusing, locking in, um, presenting the pictures the way I see it, the way I hear it, staying true to my creativity um, and, and not selling my soul. Indeed, indeed. Yes, Sincere, what value does Spear in the Shield as a project and a collective piece of artwork uh, bring to the universe and to the music industry? What value does that product bring? I think, I think it brings the value of us understanding that we are at war 
And that in order for us to win this war, the war is not over until we win. That's first and foremost. It's not over until we win. And in order for us to win that war, we're going to have to pick up the proper weapons. You know what I'm saying? And so the spear and the shield represents those weapons, the offensive and the defensive. You know what I'm saying? We have to we have to be in, in a war posture in all areas of activity. And so this is just a musical representation of that. You know what I'm saying? And so I think the content and the music and the way that we delivered it is digestible, no matter what level that, of consciousness that you're on. I think it's digestible for anybody to be able to understand the message and what it is that we're trying to say in order to get the listeners on code with with these war strategies, because that's basically what the Spear and the Shield is. It's a war manual, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Teaching us how to operate in the time that we're in. It's about the time and what must be done, you know what I'm saying? Exactly. And so it's time to pick up your sword, it's time to pick up your shield, and we gotta, get, we gotta win this war. 1,000, DJRP, uh, what would you say the value of this project brings? To the universe and to the listeners. Um, the, also, the, dope hip hop. My bad. <laughs> I was gonna say that. First of all, dope hip hop. You know, bringing and and making it, bringing it back to the forefront that you could be conscious and still make incredible hip hop, like like the greats who influenced us. So that's number one. Number two, like Sincere said, is war strategies through through the music. Each concept. <laughs> is a roadmap of survival roadmap for our people um and those of consciousness and understanding at this time each song is relates to common man woman and child so it's definitely a war manual we have strategies in the music and um is is relative is relative and is rel is relative to all, us all um and i think as far as a piece of piece of art i think it's 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 a high level piece of art and just sure. let me add let me add a little bit to that just to bring a little bit of clarity because when we start talking about war in some people's minds they automatically picture you know bombs dropping and guns blazing oh. and all that but there's many different levels to warfare you know what yeah. i'm saying this warfare is taking place on many levels you know what i'm saying on yep. a spiritual level spiritual. on a financial level on an educational level you know what i'm saying on a political level you know what i'm saying so it's about being prepared on all these different levels it's about educating your children in the right way you know exactly. what i'm saying Conscious, incredible. Yes, peace, peace, sister. Peace, peace, queen, peace. You know what I mean. And so uh, we're talking about uh, economics on there. You know what I mean. We be bringing in, you know, stuff that's relevant to right now. You know what I'm saying. Whether we're talking about cryptocurrency or whatever the case may be. You know what I'm saying. So I just wanted to clarify that it's not just about you know running up, running up in the Pentagon and you know (laughs) with the guns, with the guns blazing and all that. You know what I'm saying. We got to be wise. We got to be wise. You know what I'm saying. That's why it's about strategy. All different strategies, food, all of that, spiritually, you know, all all the different forms of warfare that's being raged um, against our people at this present moment in time. Indeed, psychological warfare, biological warfare, mental, you know what I mean, spiritual, like you said, on all different levels of life, man. We definitely need to be prepared and uh, ready versus prepared as we've been taught. You know, as we've been told, there's a difference. You know what I mean? So, uh I appreciate you all for doing that uh, or sharing your uh, point of view on that concerning Spear and the Shield. Um, what solution, Sincere, would you say you provide um, as a man on this earth, as an original man on your path with your mind frame? What solutions would you say you provide you, those around you that you love, and those that 
may not even know what solutions you provide. Yeah, I think um, I think one of my best gifts is bringing clarity to complex issues. You know what I'm saying? A lot of a lot of um, the information that we're talking about has been it's been here for a long time. Again, we're just regurgitating the things that were taught by the master teachers that came before us. I ain't saying nothing different than what Elijah Muhammad already said. Than what Marcus Garvey already said. I think today is Marcus Garvey's birthday, by the way. Yeah, Happy birthday to the great Marcus Messiah Garvey. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? We're not saying nothing different than Dr. Ben, you know, uh, Dr. Francis Crest Wilson. Everything that we're saying has already been said. But I think my personal gift is being able to package it in my own language. Like I said earlier, I am what makes me unique. So for a person that may not be able to read um, a blueprint to, back, to black power by Dr. Amos Wilson, you know, 800 page book or something like that. Person might not be able to digest all of that. You know what I'm saying? But they could listen to a, a song or two by Sincere Love to God and DJ RPB and get the same, the same message, get the same information, get the same insight. You know what I'm saying? So I think that's my, my unique gift is my ability to translate complex things and make them simple so that anybody could digest it. Definitely a solution to different problems. That definitely is a solution and it's a unique way to deliver it. Uh, what about yourself, DJRP? What solutions do you provide as a man, an original man in this day and time to your family, to the game? You know, just let the people know about how you solve problems. Well, you know, basically, you know, one one step is, you know, um, sharing the knowledge, whether it's, you know, through the through the spoken word, but mostly through the music. Um, I use my platform, always use my platform as a way to educate and inform. So whether it's the youth or, you know, those in, in, in my age bracket or the elders who, who aren't aware of different things like we talk about on the project, like cryptocurrency and, you know, health and wellness and different things like that always i always focus and choose to use what i can to share with those around me um and that that's that's always my approach to everything another thing that i think we do another thing i think that we strive to do is lead by example and um not be afraid to experiment and fail in front of your face in real time sometimes it's allowing people to watch me go through the process you know what I'm saying? Setting goals in front of the world and then going through the process yeah, of process. achieving those goals and allowing people to come along on that journey. I also believe that's that's solution based, too, because people are able to learn from my mistakes as well. You know what I'm saying? And you know what, too? Um, another thing, too, um, I got to give Sincere a lot of credit for was this time around when we created this project. Like he just said, he 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 recorded like he shared step by step by step. Um, of us putting these songs together, him in the studio, us discussing um, the concepts for the different songs, and to the very end of the when the project was done, and then presenting that back to the people because a lot of people were like, "Wow, you know, he's sharing a lot of insight." And I was a little, you know, I was a little fearful. I was like, "You're gonna share everything, even in the studio? We haven't completed the project." And he was like, "Yeah, I want to share the journey." So. You know, it, it was a it was a great it was a great ride. Definitely. Indeed, indeed. Uh, sharing the journey is definitely uh, important, you know, so people can see one way they can see the growth and evolution. You know, they can see the process, you know, and uh, that's definitely a uh, mm -hmm. value in that. Um, as far as the spear and the shield, 
uh, how many songs are on the project? One. And then my question to both of you is, what record would you choose to be the breakout record if you had that option for everybody to hear it, for it to go uh, according to the standards of platinum and billboard? Not that we're looking for that, but if you right. had the option to choose that, which record would be your breakout record and why? Which record, RP? <laughs> <laughs> um, oh man, you gotta go because I really don't know which one, man. All right, let me uh, let me let me answer the first part of the question, and I don't want to scare nobody away because I know we live in uh, a microwave time, and you know, what I'm saying people have short extension spans and things like that. But the album has 20 tracks, two zero wisdom cipher. But it's not 20 songs. Some of those tracks are just like interludes and stuff like that. Like we kept it traditional, bringing back the interludes, you know, little skits in between and stuff like that. So there's really about 14 or 15 full 15, songs, yeah. 15 songs on mm -hmm. the joint. And um, honestly, the second part of the question is really hard to, hard to answer because that's something that we've been going with through this whole time. While we was making it, since we put it out, it's like, you mm -hmm. know, each song can stand on its own, in my opinion. Each mm -hmm. song can stand on its own. So it would depend on um, who the audience is, which song I would choose. You know what I'm saying? I would have to survey the audience. If I know I'm going to be in front of um, a primed RBG, Black Power audience, if I know it's oh. going to be a lot of RBGs in the crowd, there's going to be a lot of Nation of Islam members in the crowd, people that's already um, in tune and on the same page that we on, then I would probably play something like uh, Dr. Francis Cress Wilson or, or Buckbreaker. You know what I mean? That would tear the roof off in, in that place. But if I was in uh, a, a mixed crowd where, you know, you got just your, your turn up, people is out there, you know, people might have a little bit of consciousness, but they ain't on it heavy like that. I might play something like Dreams, which is more universal, more of a universal message of, you know, just empowering yourself and following your dreams and things like that. You know what mm -hmm. I'm saying? And plus, it has a, 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 a catchy hook with my man uh, Ty K singing on the hook and all of that. So I would probably choose that for a less heavy crowd. But if it was more uh, deep people out, out in the crowd, then, like I said, Buck Breaking or Dr. Francis Press Wilson. No doubt. <laughs> RP? Oh, man. <laughs> I think it's the same. Um, you know, d depending on the crowd, because that... Um, you know, buck breaking and um, the um, the record, Doctor Francis Crest Wilson, um, which is a, which is an honor to our ancestors um, and those who came before us. Um, inspired, I would say for the like he said, the turn up crowd. I would do Oxygen. That's another record we have, um, and Dreams. You know, for that particular crowd, and um, yeah, I I would pretty much go with those those same records. No doubt. No doubt. Uh, and and we're, we, we're about to wrap it up. I got a few okay. more questions and I want, want you all to share out with the people where they can find you. Um, sincere, what do you want? What's the goal for this record? What do you foresee this record doing? What do you want it to do? And then the same question to you, DJRP. Honestly, my goal for this record was and still is to just create a, a bring us to a new plateau so that we can continue to do more creative projects and also it's kind of like a magnet 
for everything else that I do on social media. You know what I'm saying? It's all based around, you know, bringing information and, uh, you know, edifying people's minds and getting people on code with the messages. You know what I'm saying? I see myself as a signal booster for the voices of the new black media. You know what I'm saying? The people who've been around laying them down the foundation of this work for a long time. You know what I'm saying? Like I said, we're not saying nothing different than what they're saying. So the music is just like a magnet to attract more people to that message and to get more people on code with us so that we can start to build our own institutions, so that we can start to create mm. our own um, educational systems. You know what I'm saying? So really, I'm just I'm just a small part in the overall uh, agenda for black America. You know what I'm saying? And for black people worldwide, really. You know what I'm saying? I'm just I'm playing my small part in that role. But my goal is to galvanize as much of as much of our people as possible to get get everybody in, in line with the war. Indeed. Indeed. DJ RP. Uh, pretty much a lot of the same with Cecilia said. I think um, you know, what I wanted what I want to see for the project is is to bring more awareness to our people that are conscious um and that they have an, an alternative to what they're listening to outside that the master elements brand is something that they could tap into with their family their friends it's, it's great hip-hop as a positive message it's dope play it in your car play it in your house you know um and establish that brand as a household name within that community that they know that we're here and um i want to i wanted us to build on that and really expand our, our reach amongst our people and also allow us to have the opportunity, like Sincere said, to, to step up on a, on a bigger scale, um, do some touring, possibly, um, and really expand our brand. Great sure. balance, man. Bringing some, ba bringing some balance yeah. to the game. Yeah. Yeah, we definitely need that balance. Um, Sincere, how do you, as a brand, uh, and the same for you, DJ RP, how do you all impact the game uh what impact do you bring i would I, I would like to ask somebody like you that question you know what i'm saying i, I, would, <laughs> like to, I would like to hear what the people have to say about yeah, that yeah you know? yeah I, I would I, I would hope that um i would hope that people uh walk away from anything that i bring to the table i hope that people will walk away from it feeling more empowered to walk within their purpose you know what I'm saying? Because that's what I'm doing. You know what I'm saying? I'm doing what, what, what the God designed me to do on this earth. And, and, and I'm striving not to deviate from that. You know what I'm saying? So hopefully my impact would be to empower other people to do the same. Because as long as we all walk in within that divine purpose, then we mm -hmm. should definitely get somewhere. Exactly. RP? Um, I, I would hope that, um, you know, like, you know, it would, it would empower people. Um, we would connect and they would know that, you know, there's a voice that that speaks the same language. You know, there are voices that, like yeah. like the greats that came before us, like yeah. we had Brand Nubian, we had X-Clan. These brothers were speaking that language based on the, the lessons that we were learning. You know, we were studying and we were living and we had artists that reflected that. So I, I want Master Elements to, to represent the same thing, to be the reflection in that mirror of those who, who have mm. the understanding and the insight. That's true too, man. And, and that's, that's also a great impact to have as well, because a lot of times 
when you get people who are conscious, sometimes you feel lonely. Right. Sometimes you don't, you don't. Sometimes you're the only person in your family that see the world the way that you see it. And sometimes right. you might think that you might think you're tripping. Yep. You know what I'm saying? But then when you hear from people like us, then you know that you're not alone. You know what I'm saying? Right. So that's a, that's a great impact to have as well. Just letting mm-hmm. people know that now nah, you ain't tripping. You ain't tripping, nope. my dude. <laughs> Check, this, yep. Check this out. You know, sharing that. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Well, uh, from what I've heard, like that, uh, the song that you sent me, um, forgive me if I don't know the title, but I remember it starting out with Who is the Original Man? What's the name of that record? Wild Painted Me Black. Wild Painted Me Black. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, From hearing that record, uh, the content of that record, looking at Sincere uh, from outside looking in at your social media, some of the topics you go in on, some of the content you share, um, (laughs) and knowing a little bit more of Master Elements and the Spear and the Shield, I feel that uh, from what I know that you are impacting as far as a strong voice uh, and advocate for the people, uh, the, uh, the truth. You stand for truth, you stand for knowledge, sharing knowledge, um, getting people to think, you know, a motivation as far as thinking. And uh, I feel that your music uh, will do the same. Just from hearing that one song, I'm gonna listen to the entire project tomorrow, but that's what impact just from not even surface level, not even digging mm. deep into your history or DJRP or looking in it like that. Just from the surface level, that's the impact that was given to me uh, and that I've seen just from that record, following Sincere from the ABS Tribe uh, and the BWO, and then seeing your content scroll across uh, Instagram mainly, you know, and seeing that uh, that's the impact I feel you bring. As a collective, I feel you both will be. Uh, empowering like you said uh through music and through your lives because i'm sure uh you're not just speaking that uh just musically and then you live in something else you seem genuine uh through the interview it seems like you you guys are knowledgeable and you are about that and so that's a a major salute from uh, an original man to other original man uh five percenters if you want to call that men that uh that have knowledge of self uh, and self-worth, self-reliance, uh, things of that nature. So you definitely uh, get that, in my opinion, from me. Uh, my last question before we wrap it up, that. and Thank then I'll let you. Yes, sir. Salute. Um, how important is networking to you, your business, and brand sincere? And in DJRP, uh, you answer the same thing. Very important. It's, it's, it's paramount. You know what I'm saying? It's- uh, it's, it's, it's up there. It's, it's, I think number one might be uh, making sure that we uh, bring quality to the table and integrity to the things that we do. And then number two is networking. You know what I'm saying? Making mm-hmm. sure that people know about this. Making sure that we're able to reach as far as we possibly can with it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, first and foremost, making sure we bring quality and integrity. And then right after that is the networking. You know what I'm saying? Chopping it up with people like yourself. Coming on platforms like this. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Very, very, very important. You know what I'm saying? So thank you for having us. And uh, I yes, appreciate definitely. the feedback as well. Yeah, Salute. we appreciate it. We appreciate it. It's, it's most important. Like I said before, you know, being able to, you know, spread spread the message, spread the songs, you know, and asking our, our people who love the project to share it because, you know, everything is 
is word of mouth. Even on this level of social media, you know, if, if people keep talking highly about something, people will want to dig into it, you know, so that that's that is, is more valuable than currency. That is the currency. We are the currency. So, you know, we appreciate you for having us. Appreciate everybody for supporting the project and and talking very highly about it. And um, yeah, we actually have a show coming up. So see, let them know. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We doing a show in Atlanta on the twenty eighth, um, at the Omanella, um, Museum. I think that's the name of it, the Omanella Museum in, in Atlanta. The information is on my Instagram. I'm gonna repost the flyer so it could be closer to the top so people can see. But if you're in the Atlanta area, come check us out. We're gonna be performing that Saturday, the twenty eighth of this month, August twenty eighth. And um, tickets are only like 12 bucks or whatever. So, you know what I'm saying? It's inexpensive to come out. It's the, R uh, the annual RBG Music Fest that's taking place. And um, yeah, man, you know, shout out to all of the uh, independent radio stations that's been supporting us. Phenom Radio, appreciate y'all playing the record. Absolutely. You know what I mean? You got the you got the, uh, the rest of the album. So once you check it out, if you feel like you want to throw anything else in rotation, you already got the green light, my brother. It's more than appreciated. Thank you know you. what I'm saying? And yes, so, sir. Yes, yes, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Appreciate it. Yes, sir. I, I appreciate you, brothers. Again, everybody uh, that tapped in, make sure you go stream Spear and the Shield by Master Elements. That sincere love to God, DJ RP Beats. Uh, I put the link there in the comments on Facebook. If you're on uh, LinkedIn, Instagram, wherever you're streaming it's at, we appreciate you. If you're watching a replay, we appreciate you. And uh, again, salute to you all, uh, DJRP, sincere love to God. Thank you for your time. Uh, thank you for the music, and thank you for uh, building the community. Thank you for giving back to the people, man. We need that. Thank you so much. Appreciate all you, right, brother. Man. Appreciate you. Salute, 1,000. 1,000, man. Y'all be easy. Peace. Peace. Peace.